Is, is the roller there enough? Oh, Why'd you walk away? Okay. <laughs> Sorry. Confused. Okay. So this morning we have Luke sharing, um, but before he comes up and shares, <laughs> comes up to the barn, you know. Sorry. Easy done. Alright, I'll go again. <laughs> oh, right enough. Right. Okay. Here. Thanks. All right, guys. Hope you're doing well. Good morning. <laughs> I'm sharing from the word. So before he comes and shares for us, <laughs> what they say, they're enjoying it. Let's read that out, like. I think I will actually. Okay. <laughs> Got the giggles. <laughs> Good morning, guys. Hope you're doing well. So, hope you're big time. <laughs> okay, all right, no, right now. Um, before he comes and does. <laughs> hope you remember cards, big one. Thanks. Okay. Good morning, guys. So, hope you're poke. Oh, poke. <laughs> I'm gonna read it, okay? Good morning, guys. Hope your pig time was really good this morning. Today, we have Luke um, sharing from the word. But before that, I'm gonna say a wee quick word of prayer. Okay, so let's pray. Dear Heavenly Father, I thank you so much for this new day you've blessed us with today. Um, I thank you for Luke and his willingness to share from your word today. Um, give him the words to say, and I pray that everything he says is from you. Um, and I pray that everyone listening at home will take something from it and apply it to their lives. I pray this in your name, amen.
nice welcome uh, to my talk today. I um, hope you've had a good wee night's rest and are all ready for today's um, a good Wednesday morning. Um, we're going to go for a wee talk and we're going through today, um, we're going to be covering Acts 21 to 26 and we're going to see um, how Paul's reality of God changes our view on suffering. So just to give you a wee bit of context of uh, the chapters, because we've got a lot of passages to go through, um, I'm going to tell you why Paul was making a journey and why he's heading to Jerusalem. So Paul began his journey uh, Jerusalem, to Jerusalem because the Jewish followers of Jesus, um, they're going through a drought. They're really suffering at this time. Um, there's a food shortage. And so Paul is very passionate about the churches and he wants to keep this unity and he wants to support these people who are suffering. So he's going and collecting funds um, of money to then uh, take it to them as a relief gift. Um, so that's why Paul's heading on this journey, and we're going to have a wee look um, at Paul throughout this journey, the trials that he's going to face, um, and how we can apply it to our lives. And our first wee point is then, you know, Paul simply trusted and obeyed. And from the get-go, uh, Paul had to trust God. Um, his departure wasn't easy. He had such a passion for the church of Ephesus, for these elders that were there, for the people that he had invested his time in, and he loved them so much, and they loved him. And this wasn't an easy departure, and already this is tough for him. Um, but, you know, he knew, not only was he having to leave these ones that he loved, but he knew that he was going to have to suffer on this journey. He knew before he left. The prophet um, Agabus told Paul he was going to be in chains. He knew that he was going to be imprisoned while he was in this journey. Um, the, but the Holy Spirit in this, you can still see the silver lining. The Holy Spirit was preparing him for this, preparing him for this journey that was ahead of him. Um, and we see that, and we see that Paul wasn't choosing to suffer. He wasn't choosing to suffer, but he was choosing to follow God's will and to do God's will. Paul made God a reality in his life. Even when his friends didn't want him to go, they were saying, Paul, look, you're going to be in trouble here. They knew he was in danger. They didn't want him to go. And this was his reply in Acts 21, verses 13 to 14. He said, Paul answered, what are you doing, weeping and breaking my heart? For I am ready not only to be in prison, but even to die in Jerusalem for the name of the Lord Jesus. And since he would be since he would not be persuaded, we ceased and said, let the will of the Lord be done. Paul saw it as an honor to go to Jerusalem and to suffer in the name of Jesus Christ. And there's a wee quote by Oswald Chambers, which I think is quite good. And it's, to choose to suffer means that, we, means that there is something wrong. To choose God's will, even if it means suffering, is a very different thing. No healthy saint chooses suffering. He chooses God's will as Jesus did, whether it means suffering or not. So in our lives, in our lives, sorry, um, we don't choose to face trials. We don't choose to suffer. And Paul didn't either. That wasn't his intention when he went on this journey. But he chose God's will. We can so easily think that we know the best, um, uh, that we know the best for our lives. And we, we try to do it on our own strength. And we try to go through trials and suffering um, in our own ability when that's so wrong. We need to rely on the God, um, the God who, our God who is sovereign, our God who is the creator of this universe, who has a perfect plan in place for our lives. God should be our first priority um, and he should be our reality. If we make God a reality in our lives, it makes those trials and those sufferings so much easier because we go to him first. We go to him when we're, um, when we're down and, we're, and we're, we feel like there's nowhere else to turn to. He should be our reality. He should be the one we trust in because he has a perfect plan in place. He has it all set before us. Um, we need to make God our reality, trust and obey, um, for there's no other way. As we know in that wee song, trust and obey, for there's no other way. You know, make God your reality in your life. He is our strength, and he's where our strength comes from in trials. 
So my next wee point is just that we see in Paul's life, that, and in Paul's journey in these next few passages, that there's God gives him opportunity in the midst of suffering. You know, the second lesson we can learn is that God provides this, um, these amazing opportunities in the midst of suffering. God has a purpose for our trials. God isn't just putting us these just to make us feel bad. God wouldn't do that. He loves us so much. He sent us one and only son to die for us. You know, God has a purpose for our trials. And we need to remember that God has a purpose for our pain, a reason for our struggles, and a reward for our faithfulness. We see in Acts 24 and 25, Paul has been sent from courtroom to courtroom and now he's ended up in custody under Felix, who is, um, he's the governor of Judea. He's a, he's a, mass, a man of great power. Um, and in, tw- in verses 24 and 25 in chapter 24, we see this, this first amazing opportunity that Paul gets um, to speak about God to this man of power, to speak to Felix. So what he says in those verses in 24 to 25, we see um, after some days, Felix came with his wife, Drusilla, who was Jewish, and um, he sent for Paul and heard him speak about faith in Christ Jesus. And as he reasoned about righteousness and self-control and, say, and, and the coming of judgment, Felix was alarmed and said, go away for, your, for the present. Uh, when I get an opportunity, I will summon you. God gives Paul this amazing opportunity uh, in the midst of the suffering. Even when he's being held in custody, he is able to speak to Felix of Jesus Christ, of this amazing person that we know and love as our saviour. This is who Paul gets to preach to him about that. And he preaches boldly and he grasps that opportunity. Um, and Paul is trusting in God and uses this chance to speak to him, as to speak to Felix. And he uses these three points. He speaks of the righteousness that is ours in Christ. He speaks of self-control and the need to have Christian ethics in our lives. And this was bold from Paul. This is bold preaching because he's speaking to a man um, who lured his current third wife from away from her husband. You know, this is, he's telling him you need to have self-control, Felix. And he also then says of the judgment that is to come and how we'll be, um, eventually be held eternally accountable before God. And Felix was terrified by this. Felix didn't want to know. He didn't want to hear um, what Paul had to say anymore. Felix was alarmed, it says in the passage. He was scared by the message Paul had brought him. And um, Felix, Felix then passed up on this opportunity to repent. He put off knowing Christ because it didn't suit him. He didn't want to know. Um, and so many people today can just be like put off becoming a Christian because now isn't the right time for them or you know, I'd miss out on too much in my life. I'm having too much fun right now. I don't want to give my life to Jesus. But I'd encourage you right now, if you're not saved or if you feel you're so far from the Lord right now, don't delay. Don't waste your time. Um, this limited time we have on earth, um, it's so precious. And give your life to Christ. Spend time in his word and, and just in prayer and come to him. Come to know um, our Lord and Savior who loves us so much that died for us. But remember, if you are saved, then you're walking with Christ. God has a purpose. He has a purpose in your trials. Pray for these opportunities, just like Paul had. Pray um, for a teachable heart. Pray that you will grow and God will strengthen you um, as a result of these trials. Learn to trust and obey and seek God's will because his plan is perfect. He has purpose in his plan and he has purpose in these trials. And the last wee point I want to bring um, that we can learn from this time um, of Paul is to cling to the promises of God. In Acts 9, um, verse 15, it says, But the Lord said to him, Go, for he is a chosen instrument of mine to carry my name before the Gentiles and kings and the children of Israel. God promised Paul that he would speak before the kings, 
and, and all these Gentiles, like God promised Paul that he would speak before the kings, that he would um, speak to so many people. And he took these opportunities, you know, and of course God kept his promises. Um, and we see, we see then how God then fulfills his promise. Um, and we see that in chapters 25 and 26, because uh, Paul was then called before King Agrippa. So this wasn't just a normal hearing for Paul. He'd been from courtroom to courtroom, as we've said. Um, he'd been put on trial time and time again. But this was no normal hearing. King Agrippa asked to hear Paul speak for himself. And this was, this was an event. This was held in an auditorium filled with King Agrippa himself, filled with soldiers and prominent men of the city, all these Gentiles that Paul could then speak. And he got the opportunity firstly to tell of his testimony, but also to tell them of Jesus Christ, our, our loving Savior. He got the, this amazing opportunity to tell an auditorium of people um, of Jesus Christ. And throughout these chapters, we've seen Paul, he's been, he's been beaten, he's been imprisoned, he's been imprisoned for over two years. He had two plots against his own life that even the Sanhedrin tried, wanted him dead. Yet you see that throughout this, God is using him. God is using him through this suffering for massive opportunities um, to talk to um, these Gentiles, to talk to kings about Jesus Christ. And we see how amazing that is and, and what an opportunity that was. And God can use you. God will use you in your suffering. God will use you in these trials. You just need to seek his will. Look after him. Come with a teachable heart. Come in prayer. Um, just know that God is your strength. Don't try to do it on your own. You know, look to him. Look for your Savior. Cry out. So often we overcomplicate things and we make it so hard for ourselves when God asks us just to seek him and we will find him. Come to him in his word. Open your Bible and you'll find a joy that just passes. You'll find a peace that passes all understanding. You'll find a joy that fills that hole in your life. You know, come to God, seek him. It's simple. He says just to close the door and pray and you will find him. He, he wants to hear his prayer. He wants to hear your prayers. You know, it's like an aroma to him. He wants to hear you pray. It's so amazing that you think you need to come before him and think who we're praying to. We're thinking like the creator of our universe wants to hear us pray and that is so amazing that is so cool that the creator of everything our sovereign lord wants to hear us pray like that's just so amazing that he wants to hear our prayers and like yeah paul trusted god and like paul trusted in his plan even though he was in chains he was happy because he was doing the work of god you know like he knew the promises of god like he like paul um, knew and he clung to those promises that god would let him speak before kings and god would let him also get the room and we see he gets the room you know we see that in acts um, chapter 9 verse 15 where it says that he will um he'll go to rome and he'll um testify in rome in front of caesar and god answers that prayer so just like paul cling to the promises of god cling to those promises that he has for your life learn them hold them close to your heart make god a reality in your life and meditate on this word start to really trust in him trust him because he has a perfect plan for your life just like Paul, cling to those promises. I just want to leave you with one of God's promises um, to hold close to your heart. And um, I just encourage you to read um, Acts, like eat, read Acts and what we've been hearing about and hearing about Paul's life. And um, yeah, just read and read through 21 to 26 what we've been talking about and you'll see Paul's suffering. But I want to encourage you with one of the, uh, God's promises to hold close to your heart and it's in Isaiah, which is one of my favorite books of the Bible. And it's Isaiah 40 verse 31. But those who hope in the Lord will renew their strength. They will soar on wings like eels. They will run and not grow weary. They will walk and not be faint. Submit your lives to God. Seek him and you will find him. 
Trust in his will for your life. Trust in him and hold, hold tight to his promises. He will give you strength in those trials. He will help you through it. Um, yeah, just trust in him. That's all I have to say. And I'm just going to close in a wee word of prayer, Lord. And we just pray, Lord, today. We just thank you for all that we've heard so far. Lord, we thank you for Paul and what we can learn from him. From him. Lord, we thank you for those promises um, in the Bible that you've given us. Lord, we thank you that we can cling to those. Lord, we thank you that you give us opportunities um, in the midst of suffering. Lord, we thank you that you're always there for us. Lord, you're right by our side no matter what. Lord, and we thank you for these um, these times that we can hear what you have done in the lives of, in the life of Paul and, and, the, and the suffering that he went through, yet you were with him. You kept your promises and you answered them, Lord. And we just thank you for that. And we just pray today that we will cling to your promises, that we will trust in you and we will seek your will for our lives. In your name we pray. Amen.